Mic check, mic check, mic check. Let's cut that down. What's going on, Facebook Live? Woo! Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the weigh-in. I'm your host, Scott Butcher, and I am insanely pumped and excited and ready for tonight. Uh, let me kick Bon Jovi down. I was feeling a little wanted. I was feeling, I was in my feels a little bit, taking it back to taking it back to to the younger days. You know, when I when I weighed a little less and the music was a little louder and and, uh, you know, and and I had a little bit more a little bit more freedom. You know what I mean? So uh, some of some of back to some of the biker days. I don't know how many of you guys, you know, Bon Jovi. Come on now. Y'all got to be into the Bon Jovi thing. Uh, Barry Davis, Doug King. What's going on, guys? Uh, Barry, by the way, speaking of which, this weekend I got out in my brand new Bonafide EX123 and I noticed that up above the left uh, shoehorn. Um, inside the boat is a big signature that says, in fact, Barry Davis. Uh, thanks a lot, buddy. I, I'm really glad that's on my boat now for the rest of, of time. I, I appreciate that. Um, Chris, what's going on? Um, uh, Mama Fletch, there's Mama Westbrook right there uh, saying, hey, Scott. Uh, first things first, guys, you guys know how we roll. Uh, make sure that when you guys tune in that y'all let us know where you're watching from. And, uh, and then y'all can go down in the right-hand corner and smash that share button and uh, and go ahead and watch. We've got a great show going on tonight. Uh, Mr. William uh, Benini, who won uh, uh, the the KBF Trail this weekend um, uh, uh, up on the Chesapeake, uh, is coming on. And then we've also working on getting um, Santos Zabeda. Um, I'll make sure I say that name right. He'll correct me here in a few minutes. But he won down in Texas this weekend. And so we've got a couple of winners coming in for you guys tonight. Um, other than that, not of a ton of announcement. There's a there's a couple things going on around the sport. I think we're like two weeks out. As a matter of fact, we're two weeks to the day out from iCast. And so the entire industry is just a full buzz of what's going on and what's going. Um, there's not a being there's not a lot of announcements and a lot of, of things being published or being done or rolling out because we're kind of in that middle of the season, uh, you know, heat of summer kind of push through to uh to get us to icast i know that uh i mean just about uh, uh literally almost everybody who's everybody uh or everybody who's anyone uh, everybody who's anyone i think that's the right way to pronounce that um is uh is getting ready for icast down in orlando i know that we'll be down there and uh and it, it's it's going to be a good time uh last week's show uh we had a great show live from the bonafide factory floor there in south carolina uh, Luther Cyphers was nice enough to take some time out of his day to come on. He's the owner of Yak Attack and Bonafide for some crazy reason. You're living under a rock and didn't know that. Um, and then we had the uh, the the Chickamauga winner, Miss um, Christine Fincher. She came on last week and gave us a little bit of knowledge um, as to you know as to what she does and how she does. So y'all make sure that y'all go to kayakbassfishing.com forward slash the weigh in and y'all can catch up on that episode and all of the previous episodes. We are on episode what number is it? Episode, episode eight is what my board says behind me. And I realize now, I don't think you guys can see. I don't need to use that blue writing anymore. I, that doesn't really, 
you can't see that at all. It says episode eight right there, but you can't, you, you just, you can't see that. So it is what it is. Um, uh, we got Justin on watching from New York, uh, Berlin, Maryland is Jay, uh, Wimbro, uh, the second, I don't know if I'm saying that right. Wimbro. I don't know why they give me a microphone to let me do this. I'm a terrible reader. I was making sure I had Belton Lake said earlier correctly. I was like, really like Belton. I think that's how they said too. So again, why they put a put a microphone in front of a moron, I'll never understand. But whatever, they gave me the ability to do it. So uh, there's the uh, there's the Godfather himself, Chad Hoover's chiming in and saying, "What's up, y'all?" Um, and John Bolton, what's going on, buddy? Uh, how are you? So without further ado, guys, uh, I've got a great show planned. We've got a couple things going on. Um, there has been. Let me click over real quick before we dive into that. Um, there was some stuff posted, some admin stuff posted um just a couple of days back since since this last show um and it's it's on the announcement section of the of the kbf members only group page so if your members there you can go see that at the top it's one of the announcements but make sure you see there you see it there um and uh uh mr mr penny uh posted it up uh he talks about some rule changes i'm not gonna lie to you guys i have not even had time to digest that yet but make sure that we go in and check that out um i'll get some more information on that and and have some of those things squared away for um for next week so uh tyler harrington you totally just got my attention there with ozark alabama shout out uh that's my hometown where i was born and raised uh shout out ozark nobody knows who you are but i do and you're always in my heart so without further ado um we're gonna bring on mr william who goes by who goes by bill and i'm telling you guys right now y'all may be calling him wild bill at the end of this because uh he is in fact uh quite a character and and quite a showstopper and what we're learning this week and what everybody learned this week up at up at Chesapeake um, was that uh, was that he's a stick. So William, what's going on, buddy? How are you, man? What's up, buddy? I'm living the dream. Got no volume, William. Can you hear me? Check your pod. Check your Bluetooth. I got no volume on you. Let's see here. Kill your Bluetooth and that see. If Can you hear me now? Nope. Hold on. Try it again. That's all right. It's part of the part of the pro part of the part of the show part of the what we've got to do we're gonna see if he can log back in there and, and kick off that bluetooth um and uh and see if we can get him back and i just realized that i don't have my watermark bam there's that watermark and uh and that jacked up way of spelling my last name uh miss kathy you are absolutely right uh uh you you cannot hear him neither could i so we're gonna see if we can get that squared away uh chad says we can't hear him yes you guys are correct um, we're going to see if we can get that squared away right now. He's logging off, logging back on and, uh, and see what we can get squared away there. So, um, see what we can get done here and there. Um, let's see. See if we can get him, uh, get him lined in right there. Rob is on, uh, Doug's Doug says I can hear him. You could, cause I could not. Y'all could? Okay, well, I can't then. Maybe that was just on me here. Let me see here. All right. Let's see if that works any better. All right, he's going to log back on here, here for just a second. Uh, John Bolton says, my seven-year-old son, Adam, says, hello. What's up, little Adam? My uh, my oldest is about to turn seven, so um, we got some got some, some similarities there. I tell you what, uh, William has got... Uh, He's got three kids. William, if you're still watching, bro, come on back in. I think we may have got this squared away. There may have been a mic issue here on this end. So 
everyone but scott yes you're absolutely right everyone yep all right william here we go bringing you back in boom that should be better there bro how's that man good can you hear me now oh yeah no here you good dude everybody it may have been on my end i uh i adjusted some volumes here in the control panel um everybody's saying that they that everyone could hear you but me so i guess it would have been a great show for everyone else but i would not have been on talk to you <laughs> uh nothing but technical difficulties i love it oh no nah, man it's part of it dude so first things first man i don't know why i've got this echo in this mic right here let me see if i can kill that boom all right let's see if that's any better all right boss man so we got some technical difficulties out of the way which is fine we're going to kind of let you do your thing uh dude so you have an incredible story from this past weekend and i want to i want to i just want to dive straight into that are you good with that i'm good with it man i'm good all right now first things first it's it's william and i'm saying that last name right benini yes sir all right and so but you go by bill i do i do all right good deal so you have got three kids i'm gonna make sure i have this right you've got a nine-year-old a seven-year-old and a three-week-year-old or three-week-old <laughs> yeah that's true i got a baby boy a brand yeah, like like three weeks guys that's like that's like brand new if some of you are not parents like that's 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 fresh like yeah that's that's that's, that's sleep no sleep at night up with the baby all the time doing the dad thing and now somehow you convinced your wife <laughs> to let you go fish this tournament yeah explain yeah. this so uh my wife came to me right after the baby was born and asked me what I wanted for Father's Day. You know, and I, we don't normally do gifts. We normally do something special for each other. And selfishly, I asked, I said, uh, I'd like to go fish a fishing tournament all in the upper Chesapeake. And I was like, and I'd like to get a hotel room. Selfishly, I just wanted a full night's rest. But uh, the tournament was the, the, the bonus of it. So she said, if that's what you want to do and you feel confident about it, Go on and get it. So she gave it to me for Father's Day. Let me go get a hotel room the day before so I could go pre-fish and go up there and uh, fish in the tournament. It's super that, awesome. That is, that's insanely awesome. Shout out to the moms everywhere. That's, uh, we love to see that. So you went into, into the tournament. You went up on Thursday. And now from, from what I understood, you there was a bunch of wind and some weather issues that you guys had. Yeah, it was uh, it was blowing steady at 15 and gusting around 20 to 22 when I rolled in on Thursday. I rolled in about noon, and the chop on the water was enough to to keep everyone keep everyone's attention. It was it was pretty interesting. So is that? I mean, is that water? Is that home water for you? No, it's funny. Uh, we were joking around the other day. It's only the second it. So it's an hour and a half from the house, but it's only the second time that I've fished tidal water. So home, it's an hour and a half from the house, but not water that I'm used to fishing at all by any means. Now, is it the type of fishery that you're, I mean, an hour and a half, like that's, most people would consider that home water. You know, I, you know, people ask me where's home water for me. I'm typically, you know, I'm, I'm two hours from Chick and an hour and a half from Gunnersville. And I typically go chick and Gunnersville. They're the, you know, they're the most predominant lakes that, you know, that are, that are home waters for me, even though, you know, they're not my backyard. So, I mean, is it just, you just haven't had an interest in running up there? I mean, where do you typically fish? 
Uh, so Delaware in itself has has a pond probably every five miles down the road, and unbe- unknown to many people, we have some world class, just great fisheries right in my backyard, ten minutes from the house, five minutes from the house. We fish small ponds. They're 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 small in size in comparison to what a lot of the viewers probably are used to. Hundred acres, two hundred acre ponds, but I mean just stud fisheries. So to go up and fish on a tight, you know, to make that drive an hour and a half to go fish a tidal body of water where you have to play the tides and know the tides, it's just not something I'd ever looked into before when I have great fishing less than 30 seconds down. I have a boat ramp a minute and a half from the house. So it's just been easier to, to fish those style fisheries. All right. So you mentioned right there talking about, and, and that's a great question, guys. I want to put, I want you guys to comment down below and let me know there because as a, as a fan of the sport and not necessarily, you know, a, an angler, so to speak, I've proven that with my tournament resume, uh, <laughs> is that what, what do you guys consider, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, a pond or, you know, or a drop, you know, he said a hundred acres, 200 acres, you know what I mean? In my head, that's a good body of water. That's a decent size. Like, where's that threshold? Just generally speaking, where do you guys, y'all let us know down below what y'all consider, you know, you know, a small, you know, a, a pond type or, you know, or fishing in a barrel type of situation. I'm sure that, you know, that, uh, you know, there, there's, there's some folks out there that will definitely have some comments and some thoughts there. So, all right. So we're going to back up. You got into, you talked your wife into a father's day gift of going on this, of going on this tournament with, yep. with a two week old at home pretty much. Yep. Yep, and much. I mean, she's barely even functioning correctly. <laughs> like, I'm much. a father of three. I, I remember what that was like. <laughs> and and so you get her convinced to let you go do that. Now you were you were the AOI for Delaware Paddle Sports last year, correct? I was. I was absolutely. Yeah. Last year she let me take a run at it. It's something I really wanted bad. She supported me all the way, and I was able to secure that last year. All right, none. Bill, now's not the time to be shut to be humble. Name drop. I mean, who are some of the competitors there that you were that you beat out last year for the OI in Delaware? Oh, you got a lot of sticks here in Delaware. You know, you have people like Aaron Fetterman. He's an up and comer right now. He was third in the Chesapeake tournament. We got Aaron White down here. We got the Tuxword brothers. They're they're really making a name for themselves down here. So there's some really good Really good people. Eugene Mackey was at the national championship with me last year. Dennis Campbell was there last year. We got some really good sticks here in Delaware. Now, going into this, I mean, did you have an idea of a total number of inches that you would need to get through? To I mean, did you have a goal in mind? Like Christine last week, you know, told us that she wanted to break 100 inches down on uh, down on Chickamauga, which doesn't seem like it's a hard thing to do. But yet, you know, she she even says herself, you know, that she just fell short of that goal. And, you know, in in a a tournament where a lot of us thought there was going to be 10 guys, you know, that broke 100 inches, you know, she wanted at 99 and three quarters, I believe. Now, I I can't say I had a goal. I, you know, the guys here in Delaware will laugh. I live by the rule five alive. You got to catch five before you can upgrade. And so my goal was to go out knowing that we had a falling tide was to put five fish on the board as fast as possible. So. We had talked about it. I mean, I guess every local local group of guys has a message group that they talk. We knew it was probably going to take mid-80s, somewhere in there, to, to secure it. Um, but i got to be honest with you, Scott. I just want to go out and put five in the board. And if you look at it, there was only, a, I think, 19 people that caught limits that day. 
It wasn't yeah, many. That's actually exactly where I was to go to. It wasn't even 19. It was 11 Jeez. that caught limit. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, you know, and, and honestly, only 12, 13, and 14 uh, um, uh, caught four. And then from there down, you're at three, you're at, you're at a three fish limit from 15 all the way down and you guys had 92 anglers in this spot. So, so to put up your total of 84 and a quarter with really looking through the, the size of the fish, your two big fish, I mean, appear to be the two biggest fish of the whole event. Uh, I think if I remember right, Alex Fiolka, he's a guy out of the MAKBF out of Maryland, real big stick. Mm -hmm. I think he put a 21 and some change up, but after that, I think it was me and Casey Reed that had the two, to next biggest fish. Well, I like how you have to have you to kind of explain Alex Fioka when 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 he's one of the, you know we all know who he is. He's uh you know he's he's definitely one of the guys that does it right and is in the conversation. You know everybody of water he's on. Uh, uh, actually, we bumped into him uh, with the film crew uh, hosting the national championship down in Louisiana. Um, and so uh, you know I'm hoping that whenever that comes out on uh, on on TV in a couple weeks that episode. I'm hoping that Alex made the cut there. He's, uh, you know, he handles himself well. He does things the right way. You know, you guys had several sticks, you know, going through this list, Russell Johnson, just, mm -hmm. you know, I think the world of him, you know, he's, he's one of the, one of the, uh, Jackson guys and, you know, he's, he's dangerous on any body of water at any given time. Um, uh, like you said, you know, John Friera, uh, Casey Reed, you know, you guys, there's there, you guys had some, some really good sticks come up there to battle out with you guys. So, um, I tell you what I want to do, man, is I'm actually going to let me close this out of my broadcast here. And um, I want to bring up uh, let me see if I can bring this up on my desktop here. I want to show uh, let me bring this up over here and show this there. You guys give me just one second. Stay with me. I'm going to bring this up right here and see if I can go in here. We want to go in here and be able to share um, these fish. If I can find where this is at now, let's go. Where did that page run to? Technical difficulties, <laughs> right? Technical difficulties. Yeah. Uh, looks like we got Santos kicking in with us too, so he's going to be coming on live here in just a minute. Um, but uh, why does that go away? What just happened here? There we go. All right, so what I want to do is I'm going to kick this up here on the screen, and uh, I'm going to bring this over here and let this kind of be a big screen here, and so that way guys can kind of see, but... All right, so I'm gonna pull up your twenty and a half here, and I don't I don't think you can see it. Um, but I'm gonna pull up your twenty and a half here. And Bill, walk us through, man. Tell us about tell us about the morning. Tell us about you know how this how this started and you know and and, and what you got into to find your fish. Oh, geez. Uh so yeah, so I showed up on Thursday. Uh the the weather was it was right. It when I say right, it was right nasty. Um so Coming from Delaware, everything's everything's creek based, you know, and everything. All our ponds are fed by small creeks. That's my strong suit. It's always been my strong suit. Um, I talked to a couple guys that knew the area, you know, buddy of mine, Jay Wimbro. He's on here now, watching, you know, kind of kind of just getting my head wrapped around the the fishery itself. But I got up there Thursday, took off, um, found the first creek I could find, snuck down that creek. Uh, and just within minutes found fish. Um, I caught three fish on my pre-fishing, knew they were there. Old turkey hunter, I put him to turkey hunter slang, I put him to bed, was hoping they'd be there tournament morning. And then tournament morning came around, 
we launched, we launched at Anchor Marina. You know, the, the interesting part about that, we had about 20, 25 kayaks go out of Anchor Marina and we had a hundred boats go out for a local, I think it was a, it was a local club event. And then I, I don't know if it was a BFL, the BFL was the week before, but there was another big boat tournament. So it was, uh, it was interesting. And knowing that we were going to be competing with them, I wanted to go and lock that creek down pretty quick and get in it. So I'm also a big believer that when it's meant to be, it's meant to be. And uh, when I showed up and hit the power poles and was waiting for the waiting for the buzzer, I had fish jumping behind the kayak. I hadn't thrown a buzz bait yet in pre-fishing. I knew I was going to be flipping and pitching. They start busting behind the kayak, and I caught my first two fish within – I wish I could show you the one that I upgraded. I think I posted that fish at 532. Um, caught it on a buzz bait. They were chasing shad around. It was just, it, it was just meant to be. Um, now, so were, were you on your spot alone or there's others around you? I mean, did people start seeing you catching fish? That, like, tell us about that. Well, I had a couple guys down the way from me. We had, um, we had a couple guys, Alex had gone up the Creek or gone up the river behind me. Uh, Zane, Zane Tuxword, Aaron Federman, third place had gone up the river behind me. I was fishing this little feeder Creek that was sitting there. Um, so I had the creek to myself, and I, at that point, I had it to myself. Let me put it that way. <clears throat> by the end of the day, I by far didn't have it to myself. Um, a lot of people caught wind pretty quickly that that's where the fish were hitting. Uh, so I went into the creek, did what I had to do, uh, and rolled out of the creek with four fish. Uh, the tide had fallen. It, we, were, we were probably an hour away from dead low tide, uh, and the fish that you had pulled up the 20 and a half I had gone down the river and was starting to work my way back just to find a little bit more structure to flip to, something I hadn't been to already, pulled up on a log, flipped into the log, and set the hook, and, and the rod never moved. Uh, I knew it was something – I knew it was big. So, you know, I brought it up, and, <laughs> you know, it's one of those things when you're in a tournament. Scott, I'm sure you've been there. I'm sure everyone's been there. You don't know – the adrenaline's pumping so hard, you just want to get that fish on the board, lay it on the board, get a picture taken – and then you start taking you, – you take a deep breath. The cool part was is two of my Delaware guys were on either side of me. I didn't even realize it at that point. Uh, so it, we got to share in that moment together. Aaron Federman was there. My buddy Zane was up the, up the river a little bit. So they came over and took some pictures for me. So it was, uh, it, was a good, it was a good moment. Now, at that point, that had locked me in the first. And, of course, thankfully – my wife gave me the permission, so I sent a picture to my wife of the of the leaderboard and my dad, letting him know, you yeah. know, it was what, going pretty well. What time well. of day is this? At that point, it was like eight thirty, nine o'clock, maybe. It's extremely early, and you're already celebrating. I wasn't celebrating, but my <laughs> wife had given me the permission to go, and I wanted to let her know that it, it had been worth her time. Because, uh, of course, love my wife to death, probably the most supportive woman I've ever met in my life was sending me pictures of my son. I should have sent that one to you. My son who had been spitting up all night and kept her up all night. So I oh, wanted to you know, trade pictures off a little bit. So that put me in first. I sent them pictures. You know, my dad's super, super bought into to the whole tournament thing. So at that point, I, I was in first. I sent him some pictures. And then later on in the afternoon, I had gotten bumped down to second. So uh, I was able to secure my last upgrade probably around 12 o'clock as the tide had flipped back around. So that's kind of a little bit of the recap of what happened. So now you had five by what time of day? 
I probably had the first five locked down by eight, seven thirty, eight o'clock. In in a tournament where you knew that five was going to be hard to do, like I mean, you're already like you're feeling good. You're feeling like you're going to be in the money. So you said you so you shoot some texts to the wife. You talk to her a little bit. Like I said, the guys have already kind of coming around you now. Did guys fish around you? Did you start kind of sharing your spot, or were you staying protective over what you had there? No, I, at that point, I had left that creek and had gone out and started fishing down the Northeast River for the guys that are local who know that area. I went down the Northeast River and started fishing there. Um, when I realized I needed that upgrade and went back to that creek, there was now three or four kayaks in that creek. And when I defined creek, the creek was about as wide as a two-lane highway. So they had they had funneled in there pretty quickly. That's um, legit a creek, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> So when I went back, they were in there. Um, so I had to wait my turn to get back there a little bit. And I was able to find the, the last 14 that I grabbed to, to lock up first place. That's, that's outstanding, man. So, all right, now I'm going to let you talk a little bit about you grew up fishing and, and did some stuff, um, with, within your bass tracker back in the day when you were younger with your dad and got out of that because you had kids, which is kind yeah. of a, it's, it's a pretty typical progression. Um, you know, that's why we see all the funny memes of, you know, of, of, you know, the pregnancy stick. And then this is, you know, this is, this is what makes you get rid of your boat, ladies and gentlemen, but that's not always the case, but in your case, this, this, you know, this, yep. you know, terrible analogy or this terrible, you know, uh, came to fruition and, and was what happened. So, but your you said your dad got a kayak or one of your friends first, <laughs> Fill me on that. Story. No. no, so it's funny. He was, he called me about it the other day and we were talking about, um, so my dad, like, like you said, you know, we had our, we had our first son. My wife never asked me to sell the bass boat or the cars or the motorcycles. It was just, I felt like that's what I needed to do at that point in time. We were young parents. We weren't sure what we were doing at that point. I just knew that those things didn't hold place at that point. So sold it all fast forward five or six years. My dad comes home with a Walmart sun dolphin blue kayak. <laughs> Brings it in, you know, comes over to the house, shows it to me. And I'm like, well, what'd you buy that thing for? And he was like, oh, I, it's that way, that way we can get back out in the water. And I said, all right. So I went, ran up right behind him. And, you know, I was telling you earlier, Scott. Right, now, how long ago, wait a minute, back up. How long ago was this that he brought that, that he brought the sun dolphin home? Probably five years ago, maybe five, six tops. So. I hadn't adopted the buy once, cry once policy at that point. So, you know, I went and bought one. <laughs> I still have it. Actually, my son fishes out on my first one. It's like an eight is, foot. I is think that the I, green boat? Yeah, it's the green boat. That was my first kayak. Um, so I bought that and uh, went ahead and got into it. And man, dude, it, it changed. It, it, I, I think when Chad talks about it and some of the other guys talk about it, you get out on that kayak for the first time and you get get on the level with the fish. It's just, it's something that I had never experienced in a bass boat. So it was, it was super cool from there. I, you know, like a lot of guys do, I started upgrading, went to a next boat, went to my next boat. I got into with DPS, Delaware Powell sports. Yeah, that's it right there. I kept it for memory's sake. That's my son. And that's the uh, first fish he had caught by himself, uh, out of a kayak. So it'll be pretty, gotcha. it'll be super, it'll be super. You, you got to smash that heart button, smash that like button. That's a, that's a phenomenal parenting right there. Passing down the boat because you didn't take the advice that, that, that Chad and so many others in this sport have given people that, 
you know, buy once, cry once. <laughs> well, you yeah. put it to good use, so that's excellent. Yeah, yeah, I kept it around. The funny part is, is I went to leave for a tournament. He's like, can you put my boat on the trailer? I said, no, I think your boat's going to stay home. But um, so fast forward, ended up in a Jackson Cuda. I went and fished my first tournament, and I was just, I was hooked. Super just, I mean, beyond into it. So from there, you know, I started talking to the wife. I was able to qualify for my first championship out of a Jackson. Uh, it was a great boat. Uh, at that point, I wasn't affiliated with Native. <clears throat> started talking to my wife. Once again, my wife's super supportive. She kayaks too. Um, I was like, look, you know, I really want to take a run at this. I feel and like we need to interview right. your wife. Oh, yeah, you probably should. You probably have some better <laughs> stories than I would. I promise you that. Uh, so she let me go. I rolled into my buddies down at Delaware Palace, Sports, Chris and Dean. Uh, they took care of me. I said, look, I said, I just flipped. I, the day before, I had flipped my Jackson, lost a bunch of tackle. We've all done it before. I rolled in the door and said, uh, give me the biggest boat you got. And they were like, well, we got this Titan 13.5. And I said, okay, what's that? And they showed it to me. I went, all right, I don't think I can flip that one. I'll take it. And so we were discussing forward. this earlier. We were discussing this earlier today. I that the natives, I don't know what's going on with you native guys, but y'all are dominating up and down the board right now across KBF. Like look around. Like I'm not trying to hate. I'm a big bona fide guy, and I know that Wildy's done things for years, Jackson and Nukanu, all phenomenal brands, you know, uh, you know, uh uh um Sandos uh, paddles out of you know, if uh, uh, fishes out of a vibe. So, you know, tons of different kayaks out there that people are doing things in, but this year just feels like it's the year of the native, man. It oh, seems like you guys year. are just doing things differently. Oh yeah. Mike Elsa started, started us off in the championship and it's just continued to roll since then. So yeah. So I, I got my Titan 13.5 started out of that and uh, the rest is history. Um, you know, I eventually became affiliated with native joined their pro staff team. Uh, happy to support native. I, I, I couldn't be in a better boat. Um, and the guys at Delaware Palace Sports have just absolutely taken care of anything that I've needed and, and supported me all the way through, through the tournament series and everything. So it's been, it's been super cool. And then last year was my second round at the national championship. So I went down last year, did okay down there. It was a little more familiar water. Um, and that's kind of where we're at now. All right, boss, man. So I'm going to do this before we roll. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm having some microphone trouble on my end. So I'm going to set you up with a question and then I'm going to disappear and reset my and reset my mics. Right. But right. what I want you to talk about a little bit is a little bit is, you know, give us your progression, boss, man. Tell us a little bit about why you do this sport and, and the companies behind it. And I know you've already thanked your wife a couple of different times. You should probably take this opportunity to thank her again because she sounds incredible. <laughs> But but take this stage and 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 like I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump out real quick, reset a mic, and I'm gonna come right back into you. Okay? Yeah, sounds good. So uh, my progression, you guys kind of heard a little bit about it. You know, it started off five or six years ago out of just a, a just a Walmart style kayak, uh, and progressed from there. I ended up in an Eagle Talon, then a Jackson, and now I'm in Native. Um, there've been a lot of companies that have helped me out along the way. Uh, you know, obviously Native makes it just just a great boat, and absolutely love. Love being in my Titan 13.5. I don't know that there's a boat that I'd rather be in right now. Um, special thanks. You know, obviously, I have to give it out from this tournament. Josh Evans, Matt Campbell, and the MAKBF crew, you guys put on one heck of an event. Chad Hoover, Craig Storms with Dakota Lithium. You guys did. I just, it, it, I appreciate the opportunity to go down there and, and have that opportunity to fish that tournament. 
Um, I also want to give a huge shout out to Vaughn Bates. Um, Vaughn Bates is a local Delaware company. He makes a Senko style bait, but it's tungsten infused. So if you guys fish Nico rigs or anything along that line, he makes other stuff too. You got to go check him out. Look him up on Facebook. It's Vaughn Bates, uh, V-A-U-G-H-N. Uh, great guy. I mean, and will custom make, and it, that has absolutely made a big difference in, in my fishing. He'll custom make any color, any design that you could ever in your mind dream of. If you want a custom color Senko or breadstick as he calls it, give him a ring and he'll be able to help you out. So that's kind of my progression now, you know, and, and that's where I'm at today. So this season, you know, has started off pretty well. Funny part, me and Scott were talking about it earlier. It's only, uh, it's only, legitimately only the second tournament that I've fished. The first one was a little club tournament. And this was the first time back out on the water, uh, since March, the national championship. So, uh, it was, That's it was incredible. a good event. Yeah. Yeah. So I've had some, the good thing is with, with taking a step back from the tournaments for a couple months while the baby was on the way. And then as the baby got here, I got to spend that time with my boys on the water. Um, and that, that's where I, I would, I don't want to give up, anything about the the winning or anything but watching him catch that first fish from his from his kayak that that was that was probably the it, the most heartwarming thing i've ever seen on the water it, it was impressive and to be on that level eye to eye with the fish and just watch the enjoyment out of his face it was awesome all right bill one last question before you go man and and i'm still having some mic issue i'm gonna run off and fix this but you're doing a phenomenal job you could take this job actually because apparently i'm screwing it up on the end. <laughs> But um, anybody that's watching this that's new, that's thinking, hey, this is something like this is over my head. I can't compete with these guys. I, I'm not on that level. I don't have the right equipment. You've done it. You've gone through the progression recently, just in the last few years. What's your advice to those guys? Oh, man, just get out there and fish. Um, get out there and, and, and take a swing at it. You know, one of the best things about especially our, my DPS career, I give them a little bit more love. You know, it's more that we take the tournament serious. I don't want anyone to think that we don't, but it's it, it, we spend more time talking and hanging out and and rooting each other on. It's just an absolute great opportunity. Hey, then the big boats are nice, but I fished my first first tournament I ever fished. I fished out of a five hundred dollar Eagle Talon that I bought at Dick's. It doesn't. It, it, it's the angler. It's getting out there and doing it. The boat. The boat helps. It absolutely helps, but it, does, it it's not the difference maker by any means. Get out there and, and experience it, whether it's a $200 kayak at Walmart or five $6,000 boat that you buy somewhere else. I mean, they all work, but I would tell anyone, if you want to get out there, get out there. Take a kid fishing with you. Absolutely take a kid. We, we got to keep the kids in the sport. Well, look, boss, man, I'm not going to keep anything else from your wife. I know that you probably need to get in and go take <laughs> care of uh, – of, of the yes. baby and pull some fatherly duties around. And, uh, so I'm going to let you go. Uh, once again, dude, thanks for coming on. Thanks for being such a, such a phenomenal guy and, and helping, uh, you know, helping grow the sport, helping doing what you do. What's your next stop? Where's the next tournament you're going to be at? Uh, some of the boys haven't heard yet, but, uh, we have a local club tournament up on the Sassafras, which is about, I don't know, two miles from where we fished the other day. They don't think I, they don't think I'm coming. The wife gave me permission tonight to go up there since I did so well last weekend. So I guess this is where I'll announce it. It's a club tournament, but uh, I'll be up on the Sassafras. And then uh, the next stop will be eerie for me after that, probably. Well, there's the one thing I have learned about wife's permission, guys. You guys take a minute and get ready to write this down, okay? 
Sanos, I know that you're watching, bro. Get ready to write this down. Here's the best advice I can tell you. All right, you guys ready? It's like you bring home you bring home checks the way that Bill just brought on that check, and your wife will let you go fishing every single Saturday as long as you continue to bring home those checks. Absolutely. They help. They help smooth over a little bit, that's for sure. <laughs> and then you do dishes, and, and I literally came in from fishing a tournament all day and spent the rest of the night holding the baby so she could get some sleep. So Well, that's phenomenal, get, man. Well, great job to you. Thank you so much, dude, for coming on. And I'm, I'm, you, you go need to go win another one so we can have you on again. All right, boss man? I'll be back, I promise. All right, sounds good, bro. We're going to let you get out of here. All right, guys, I don't know what is going on with my mic issues today, but I'm not liking my echo, but I'm making it work as best I can. If you guys are just tuning in, welcome to the weigh in. I'm your host, Scott Butcher, and uh, we are we just finished up a, uh, an interview with Bill Panini, who won up on the Chesapeake and uh, and we're fixing to bring on uh, Mr. Santos uh, Zabeda, um, who just won a big tournament down in Texas. And so we're going to bring him on and talk a little bit to him about what he had going on and how his weekend came about. And uh, and what he did. So with that, uh, Miss uh, Mr. Santos Zaveda, am I saying that right? What's up, buddy? Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? So you just had a great tournament down in Texas, not too far from yourself, right? Not too far from home. Correct. It was about two hours and fifteen minute drive um, from Fort Worth, Texas. And now we were talking about this. Do you consider that home water, or is that a, or is that a, is that a run for you? Oh, no, it's definitely not home water. Um, it's only probably the second or third time that I fished the lake. Uh, I fished it last year about in October, but uh, I only had like two days of pre-fishing on that. So uh, this go around, I didn't do any pre-fishing. I just went out there and just gave it a swing. We just went out there and whacked him is what you went out there and did. <laughs> now, going into it, I mean, what was, what was like, did you, you did no pre-fishing? I mean, did you, did you look at maps? I mean, what was your, what was your pre-strategy going in? Uh, my pre-strategy was just to go off what I found last year. Um, I found that a certain color crankbait was working pretty well for me. So all I did was pretty much just retie that on and um, started casting, man. Uh, I caught my first one pretty early. And then caught a second one, and I was like, all right, well, they want it. And then I just kept with it all day and just grinded it out. Now, you guys had 40 anglers show up out here, and you guys had a couple of big sticks. I mean, y'all had uh, Guillermo, who's one of the biggest names in the sport. Um, you had you know, the professor, Brad Case out there, Matthew Scotch, Mark Pendergraf. I mean, you guys had some sticks um come out to come out to fish this and not only that but then you won by three inches i mean that's 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 a domination in this game well uh i i guess so man i mean i had luck on my side that day um i i don't feel like i did anything different than i normally do but uh it just happened to fall my way uh saturday so all right so walk us through i'm gonna pull up on the screen here um your fish so i want you to walk us through where you launched from and what you know what weather was and what you were thinking as you were launching uh i launched from a cove that i pre-fished like i said uh in last october on you know uh there was only one other guy there when i got there so uh he went one way i went another and then actually the area that i fished prior uh 
I was like, you know what? I know what's down that way. There was a lot of dinks that I caught last time. Uh, the wind was not, I'd had to paddle against the wind. So I was like, you know what? Let me just paddle out to the point and just let the wind take me down the uh, rocky bluffs and uh, just work the points. Um, on my first fish, I believe it was uh, 12 inches. And then uh, pretty much after that, it just got bigger and bigger. And then since that was the, the trend, I was like, well, if that's the case, they're getting bigger. Let me just keep on going straight and let the wind take me. And it just seemed like every time that I caught one, it just got bigger and bigger. I mean, I went from, I think, uh, 12 to 16 to, uh, I can't see the screen, but uh, 17 and a half and then uh, 18 and a quarter. And then my last fish, uh, I finally called that uh, 12 incher with a 15 incher. So at what time did you have five and you started culling? Uh, nine 30. I had all my fish, but then I didn't submit my fish until about 10. Uh, the weather started picking up the wind. And, uh, I was like, man, if I get around this point and I flip, uh, I want to make sure I have my fish submitted. Cause normally I'll wait a little bit longer, but I didn't want to take that chance. Oh, you're one of those. You're the sandbagger, huh? No, no, no. I'm not a sandbagger. <laughs> By far, any. It normally takes me the whole tournament to catch my fish. So, I got you. But, now, uh, this was your first win, right? Your first official KBF win? Uh, yes, my first official KBF win. So, I mean, right. I've fished many KBF events uh, prior to this. Uh, I hadn't had a good season or start off. So I fished OHIV. I fished Ray Roberts, and um, both of those I skunked. So this one, I wasn't uh, so sure if I was going to make it, second-guessing it, but I'm not a quitter, so I just went out there and uh, gave it a shot and, you know, came out on top. Outstanding, man. So now we talked a little bit with, with William leading into this before we got in with you about, you know, his kids and everything else. And now you're a father as well. You've got a 10-year-old Isaiah and a 6-year-old Isabel, right? Pretty little girl. Uh, Isabella, yes. Isabella, yeah. So tell us a little bit about parenting there and, and getting out with the kids and stuff like that and, and, and why the kayak enables you to do that. I mean, I take my kids out as much as, my, as I can. And my son has his own uh, yellow fin 100 that he paddles around by himself now. But pretty much since he was two years old, uh, we got a local lake or it's a big pond mm -hmm. reservoir uh, that I've taken him out to and then just bank fish. And then I also have a boat, you know, started taking them out on that. And, uh, you know, he's, he fell in love with it too. So now he can unhook all his own fish. I mean, he uses a bait caster. He started using a bait caster at eight years old. And, uh, I mean, that's way further than I was advanced by. <laughs> I didn't learn until I think I was like 14 years old, but, uh, he picked it up by eight by eight. Yeah, no, I was I was 35 when I picked up a baitcaster for the first time. So <laughs> he's got a got a great run on me. And my my seven year old is just now starting to get into it now. And he's starting to sling, uh, sling, you know, uh, cast into buckets and flip and pitch in the front yard. Uh, we're good friends with the fluke master and his kids can, you know, can sling a rod and reel a mile. So I feel like I'm less of a parent because yeah. of the way that he's raising his kids. But, you know, to each their own. They're doing different things. Right. So. Um, I want to backtrack a little bit. So now you came in, you fished Kentucky Lake NC for the at the national championship two years ago. Correct. And 
did reasonably respectively there. I mean, you were the top 10% there at like 80, 81st, I think, right? Yeah. I finished 81st. Um, I spent the whole week out there pre-fishing. Of course, anybody that was there know there was horrible weather between tornadoes, rainstorms, snow, uh, the lake being about 20 foot lower than normal. And I mean, it was just tough fishing that day. Or yeah, that, that, was, that was brutal. It was absolutely brutal. So, and then this year, I just want to, and the reason I'm doing this is to go through some of the, the, your consistency and your progression of, cause you're a stick and people just, you know, uh, people are knowing it or seeing it now. Cause you just dominated in Texas. Um, but this year at, in Louisiana, at the NC at the end of day one, I mean, you were in the top 15, right? Yeah, uh, correct. I, I think top 18, 19, uh, on day one, uh, I did pretty well that day. And then day two just sort of fell apart for me. I figured I'd continue with the same pattern that I did the first day. And then, uh, when I got to my spot where there was a later bite, there was already like 40 kayakers in the area. So I was like, <laughs> and that just sort of killed me. I think I ended up with only three fish that day. Now, did that drop you out of the 100 for day three? It, it did, man. It did. I only caught three. And, you know, I always, you know, think back, maybe I should have went there earlier, but I mean, <laughs> doesn't do me any good now, you know? Isn't that's kind of the tournament ghost, right? Like you just sit back and rethink of what you could have done or should have done or how that works out. What a, that's, that's a long fall, man. It was, man. I was pretty, I wouldn't say depressed, but I was pretty upset, you know, to finish top 18, you know, set myself up for maybe possible top 100, but then it didn't happen, you know? So yeah, I was pretty upset. Well, talk to us for a minute, Santos, about your kayak progression. Where did you start? How long back? What was the first boat? Like, how did you get into this? Uh, I've always fished, like, you know, pretty much from my childhood. You know, my father always used to take me out, you know, when I was younger. We'd go camping, uh, fish a lot of local lakes here in Texas. I mean, pretty much anywhere we drive or can drive, there's a lake within an hour. So, you know, we, I did that when I was younger. Uh, it wasn't until about probably maybe six years ago I got my first kayak, um, and then that was probably like a little vertex, a little I call it the little green booger because it's only like eight eight foot long and a little sit in kayak, you know. But it'd get me out on the water and I'd get out there and catch some fish, and then from there uh, I met a a friend Raymond Lopez through church. And, uh, you know, he was like, man, they, they got kayaks, tournaments and stuff nearby. And, uh, there were a lot of local stuff, which I didn't know. So, I mean, I started fishing like the Trinity Bass Battle and then our local working men's tournaments. And I started doing pretty good, you know, in an eight foot kayak when everybody else got these super nice ones. So I was like, you know what, I can do this. And then uh came across the, a, a good friend now, uh, John Stockman. He was like, hey, man, if you ever get yourself a, a decent kayak, man, you're going to be somebody to reckon with. And I took his advice, and I ended up getting a Seaghost 130. Uh, and then for pretty much from there, it's always been good, man. I started winning tournaments, you know, local, you know, uh, working mans and trinity bass battles, or at least placing – in the top, you know, 
Yeah, you're you're competing at a, at a higher level for sure. And and so let's talk about it a little bit because KBF has its own. Texas is its own region for KBF, and 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 I believe New Canoe has got you know has, has partnered up with KBF to to present that region. But you guys have got a, an amazingly uh, active kayak scene all across Texas. We do. I mean, just our tournament scene for the North Texas Kayak Championship. Um, it's dropped a little bit this year, but. I mean, I think that's only due to the amount of tournaments out there. But on average, there used to be like 80 on any given tournament day. So it's definitely a lot of competition out here. Well, Santos, what's your next event? Where are you headed to next? I believe uh, Granberry. Uh, We got the kayak anglers of Fort Worth that also fish with, which is a local club. Uh, be going to Granbury, and then after that, I believe it's uh, in the North Texas. Uh, that'll be our classic to finish off the year, uh, also on Granbury. So, so what's the goal for you? I mean, I mean, you know, you're you're obviously gaining momentum. You're doing a little bit better. If you go through your Tony X stats, I mean, you're 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 coming into your own and your groove of what you're doing here. I mean, what's the goal for you in the sport? I mean, you're obviously successful in 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 your in your work life and your personal life i mean you've been with the company i I guess can i i guess i can say that right yeah so he's been with fedex for like 20 years which is funny because you look like you're only 20 years old um (laughs) (laughs) but but you've been with i mean you're you're good there so i mean what's what's the bigger picture plan like what what do you think you want to get out of or leave with this sport man i just want to enjoy it i mean fishing's fun that's sort of what relieves me from work you know um, I enjoy it. It takes the stress off my day. You know, anytime on the water, it just relaxes you. And, uh, but in the big picture, I mean, I just want to be a good person and just, you know, enjoy it and, you know, and just see how far I can go with this. That's outstanding, man. Well, Ian Hayes just kicked in and says, what's up? Uh, we got Matt, Matthew Hellstrom, Chris Gable, Craig Bashers, Josh Evans, ton of guys on here. We're watching out and getting a shout out. Uh, I tell you what, dude, thank you so much for coming on. I'm going to roll out the red carpet for you here, bro. Uh, I mean, give us a minute. Give a shout out to any of your sponsors, any of the family, friends, you know, and this is your moment, man. Take it. All right. Appreciate it. Uh, first of all, I just want to thank my dad. He's the one that taught me everything I know and, you know, introduced me to, you know, fishing, period, in general. And then, you know, I just took it off to a different, you know, branch and stuff like that. Uh, I want to thank my family, my wife, my kids for letting me chase the, you know, this crazy little dream that I have. Uh, I want to thank my sponsors, which is, you know, Vibe Kayaks, you know, Josh Thomas and Michael Davis, you know, for allowing me to be on the team. You know, they have confidence in me. And then uh, English Pro Tackle, you know, I want to shout out to Rick Wallace, Patty, Russ Whitesides. Um, They helped me keep geared with all the tackles that I need here locally and um, clear fork custom baits. I mean, it keeps me supplied with jigs and, you know, scatter blades and pretty much that's it, man. Well, dude, well, I, man, I thank you so much for coming on. Uh, you're a heck of a competitor. I hope that, uh, hope to see you at the top of the food chain one more time. Like I said, you, you know, to, to win by four inches in Texas, over the group of guys that you had to overcome is simply amazing. And congratulations again, man. You're a great advocate for the sport. Uh, you know, wonderful human being, hard worker, amazing father. 
Thank you so much, bro, for coming on and talking with us tonight. I appreciate it, Scott. Thank you. No problem, man. We'll catch up with you on the flip side. All right, brother? All right. Later, man. Later. All right, guys. And that pretty much wraps it up and concludes it here for the weigh-in. Once again, I'm your host, Scott Butcher. We're here every single Tuesday night at 8.30 Eastern time, bringing you guys some interviews and conversations and news and updates and just basically whatever it is is going on in the sport and in the community that we want to weigh in on. If you guys have got thoughts, have got questions, have got things that you feel like we should be talking about, drop them in the comment section down below. Uh, um, you guys can find uh, all the back episodes of this show on uh, kayakbassfishing.com forward slash the weigh-in. And uh, we're working. We're working to have to be in a couple more places from there. But we're getting there, guys. This is episode eight, and uh, this is something that, that we're committed to that KBF and myself um, and all the companies that are involved with us um, are, uh, are standing behind because we want you guys to have a voice and for all of us to be able to, uh, to do things that we want to do and move in the direction that we want to move in, in this sport, this sport and this community are for us by us. And, uh, this little plastic boat world, man, it's just special. And if for some crazy reason you're watching this and you've made it through these two interviews and you're not convinced, go get in one of these kayaks, get outside, wet a hook. And, uh, and you'll see exactly why we're all as passionate as we are about this sport. So um, once again, guys, thank you guys so much. Thank you to, uh, to, to Bill Panini and to uh, Santos Cebeda for coming on tonight and, uh, and, and giving us a rundown of their tournament wins. Um, phenomenal victories. Uh, I don't even have the schedule in front of me. So wherever the next KBF trail is, we will see you there. And we will catch up with you guys next Tuesday night as we're only two weeks away from my cast. Um, 2019 down in Orlando, Florida. We'll all be there together, bringing in the way in live from that area. So um, uh, we'll catch up with you guys in. As always, I'm Scott Butcher. This is the way in. Tackle your dreams. We'll see you. <laughs>